Are you ready for the startup experience of a lifetime? Buckle up and grab a beer because these guys will blow your mind. You're locked in to the Jerusalem Hub audio experience and it all starts in three, two, one. This is episode 24 of the Jerusalem Hub audio experience. I am... I'm Sean Makowitz. Aaron Manlowitz. And we are Jerusalem Hub. The purpose of this podcast is for us to show Bart. you... Bart. Okay. The purpose of this <laughs> podcast is for us to show you our journey as we build a business, as well as teach you along the way. Um, and hopefully out there, you'll teach us what you've learned by giving us feedback. So please... Like, share, and subscribe to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram... Um, check out all our podcasts. Yeah, everywhere. This is number twenty-four, and this is series. This is number five in the series of our business development uh, yes. series, which are going pretty solid, I think. Yeah, if you're new to this, or uh, we have uh, watch them all because they're on a playlist on YouTube. Yeah, this is the first installment of our how, series of how to start a business. First, we had the idea, taking action, market research, product development, mm-hmm. and now we have marketing, which is number five. I got a quote for you. But there's probably more to not. this uh, whole series, but like we could go on forever and ever, but we're, I think we're going to hold it. This is going to be our last in this series, maybe. And then we're going to go on to elaborate on different Yeah, maybe go into detail. We're figuring it out. Yeah. So um, if there's anything that you don't like, um, we don't care. Um, okay. If there's anything you do like, just let us know. Marketing is telling the world you're a rock star. Content marketing is showing the world no yeah showing the world that you are one it's a good quote you like that one marketing is telling the world that you're a rock the world you are a rock star content is showing the world that you are a rock star telling the world showing the world okay it doesn't good quality content no that makes sense you know why that makes sense because marketing is you're telling the world but you need the content to show the world that you are exactly because you could market and tell the world that you're a rock star and they'll see your content and you look like a hobo and they're like, you're not a rock star. Okay. So, but, it, but it also, it's a little bit deeper, bit deeper than that because you actually have to focus on good quality content. Kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. And as you can see, for those who have been listening since the beginning, it gets better and better as we go. So, yeah. According to whom? According to me. And my mommy. It's a good point. So what is a marketing plan? Do you have your own little way of saying it? What is marketing? Should I just go straight to the notes? What is a marketing plan? Let's talk about what marketing is in the first place. I mean, we're going to go into that. The history of marketing. The history. Oh, okay. We can, I mean. Actually, I didn't look that up. (laughs) I didn't look that up either, but we can freestyle that. I would say, huh, as far back as I can think, what could be the beginning of marketing? Well, there's, well, marketing used to be a huge business. Are you looking it up right now? It still is a huge business. No, no, I'm saying it used to be the business. Like, well, no, it still is kind of the business. Well, we could go back to someone standing on the street corner and, and screaming. They do it at the at the Shook. Oh, yeah, getting people's attention. Yeah. Here. Our old friend Wicca McPedia. Yeah, Wikipedia. The term marketing comes from the Latin mercatus, meaning a marketplace. 
How about, let's start with this. The purpose of marketing. What's the purpose of marketing? The purpose of marketing is to show how much better you are than your competitors. It's yeah. to lure in customers and say, we're better than you. So, for example, okay, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Go for, for it. For example, you go to the Shook or like... For those of you who don't know what the Shook is, it's like an open market where there's a bunch of vendors selling the same stuff. Right. Generally, people are going to draw towards the, towards the people who have the best price, but the prices aren't, you can't really compare the prices because it's a very hectic environment. So people are going to mostly compare on what fruits and vegetables But these look. people also have to know that you have the product. Well, no, of course. So they have the products on display, yeah. but people are mostly going to compare where they're going to shop based on which products look the most like look the most delectable, look the most. I mean, that that's another aspect of marketing. But we're talking is, about the marketing of showing people that this is what you have. Like I just uh, saw this image of some. They used to create mosaics of the product of like uh, over here. It's a container, and they would have oh come buy containers by us, and they'd like paste those to the wall. Oh, so you're talking about like posters, like advertising. Well, that's the way they did it. Yeah. Or you go to Open Shook and you hear the guy screaming, "Hey, I have strawberries!" Like generally, when I have a shuckle less than the guy next to me. Yeah, generally when the guys are screaming, I tend to go as far away from the mm. noise as possible. But that's me personally. But um, when I go to the Shook to go shopping, which is usually when I do go to the sh like where I do most of my shopping, I'm looking for the place where it's a like, well, yeah, I'm looking for the place that has the most like the food looks the most appetizing like that's what you're looking clean. for we're talking about general aspect of marketing no i'm aware of that but presentation of your product is marketing marketing is also drawing people to look at the product in the first place that's that's the two lines there there's marketing there's showing people that you're a rock star there's and then there is the content, which you actually prove that you're a rock star. Or have Proving you're a rock star by saying, "I'm." You can get a better product for me, and it'll be cheaper. But then you, but you first have to tell the people that you're a rock star by screaming out, "I have the best product." Yeah, I guess call. So, so find a way to a call to action, get people's attention. In other words, yeah, there's the attention grab. Right. That's what Gary Vee talks about. We're in the society of the um, the the fight for attention. That's true. Yeah, we are. That's this generation for sure. And that's what marketing is all about. Yeah. Who could get the best attention and who could draw that attention in? And that's where the content comes in. So we're going to talk about building a marketing plan. What is a marketing plan? Marketing plan is a sort of like basic outline that includes timelines and all the information you need to move forward with your marketing strategy. <sighs> the timeline should, should be, it should be for short-term goals as well as the idea of looking towards long-term goals. But the reason why it should be short-term goals, like for example, like a year span of what your marketing plan is going to be is mm -hmm. because you, just like in the, the last two episodes about, mar about uh, mar market research and product development, you're gonna constantly be going back, you're gonna be learning new things, and you're gonna, you're gonna change the way that you do your marketing based on how the market cr is reacting to your product. But b deeper into what a marketing <sighs> plan is, it's not just the timeline, but it's also a timeline that shows exactly the types of marketing that you're going to be doing within that timeline. Like um, the first few months, I'm gonna be doing uh, uh, paid, um, paid print ads uh, in a newspaper. That's part of, for like six months. That's part of your marketing plan. Or at the same time, I'm going to be doing Facebook ads for a certain amount of time. I'm going to be doing Google AdWords for a certain amount of time. Right. I'm going to be using LinkedIn. To and do also, ads. like this requires a lot of research and a lot of resourcefulness. And I mean, yeah. as far as as if you've been following 
every episode of How to Start a Business, you got to do the research. It's the least fun thing to do, but I will tell you, after doing research on how to have a better podcast and how to better present the podcast, it becomes thrilling because you learn a lot. There's this thing, um, I think I've mentioned it before, it's like a concept of like, if, if a teacher is teaching something, the teacher generally gets more out of the class than the students get out of the class. Even if the students are paying attention 100% of the time, mm -hmm. the teacher will get the most. And of this entire experience, I can guarantee you that when I put 100% effort in and I'm actually doing the research and figuring things out, yep. I gain a tremendous amount from it and I get a lot of pr pleasure from that, from doing that. So you're doing a good job the too. The least fun, <laughs> and truth be told is, oh, thank you. It's truth be told is the reason why it's the least fun thing to do is because you're fearful of finding out how overwhelming things are going to be. It's because, yeah. and, and the truth, of the, and the real reality of it is, is that if you face your fears, life becomes more thrilling. <laughs> so back to marketing plans. Yes, back. I'm going to shut up now. I mean, I'm not. Which shut up. Um, we're very experienced in. So yes, we are. <laughs> there's there's a little bit of a. Of a, what's it called? But a push there. We're gonna we're gonna give you seven steps on how to start a marketing plan. So step one. Step one is know your business. This part is much easier than it sounds. You need to answer questions like what makes you special. Uh, what's your story, right? For example, there's like if anyone in America knows Budweiser. Budweiser does they do these really iconic advertisements like commercials with Clydesdales and everything because what Bud. do they do as Wise. far as marketing is concerned? Er. Back in the day when Budweiser first started as a brewery, they would deliver their their beer on on a horse and buggy, but they'd be using Clydesdales because Clydesdales are extravagant looking mm. like behemoths of of horses and they would cause a lot of attention to themselves. So you need to know what makes you special. What's your story? How did you start? Where did you come from? Um, what products and services do you offer? Think like think about the SWOT analysis that we spoke about last last uh, last week in last week's podcast about product development. Get, which SWOT analysis, just to reiterate, is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Figure out who you are because who you are and the story you're going to tell is going to make sure is going to help you understand how to tell the story to your potential customers. Right. Whew. Okay. Yeah, this, it's all about the story. Nowadays, um, content is king, and knowing how to actually define yourselves and explain like, oh, this is where we're coming from, this is the solution we're trying to fix, and just like giving people like something that they can relate to in a story format, because it's all about the story, and really. Just to piggyback on that story part, the reason why people tell you, people who are in the business world, that encourage people to do Instagram stories and Facebook stories is because we live in a world where personal branding is a thing. And that's a wholly different concept but what I'm trying a, to talk about. It's here. a different concept, but it's, it's, it's a concept in the sense that your brand is also important. So if you're telling a story on a 24 hour basis, people, there are people out there that will connect with you and they will constantly be following you. And then therefore, right. if you, if you then start a business and you need to do marketing, people will trust you because they know who you are because they see what you do on a regular basis. But Speaking on that, on which, that point, the story itself, point, I'm gonna, the story itself my story. is, um, my, my story. we're not talking about Instagram stories here. We're talking about the story of the product, the story of the brand, right, which just, could be like a, a 30 second video that's air, on air. And it tells the story of what Budweiser comes from, or where Jerusalem Hub comes from, which we haven't actually done. What? The Jerusalem Hub story. 
Okay, well, it's room for improvement everywhere. I think it's time. Hell's yeah, bro. I'm just in the middle. Keep talking. I want. He's making an Instagram story, which I haven't done all week. Um, yeah. So it's it's all about the story. The story is the king. Um, a lot of people when they start a business and they don't exactly know what their what their purpose is. What is their story? What are they trying to achieve? That is why most businesses fail because they don't really know where they're going or how. When when you get when you pressure yourself with the question, what am I? How am I going to define myself to other people? That's where most people get stuck, and that's why a lot of people get confused on how they're marketing. Do you hear where I'm coming from there? Yeah, I was totally paying attention. He was not paying attention. Um, you'll have to listen to that again later. Next, right. number two. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. Number two. I, I was just tagged. My story. It was very important to, to add to my story. No, no one cares about your story. You know what I should be doing, which I haven't been doing, though? No one cares about my story now. I haven't been uh, posting our, uh, what's it called? Our Instagram, uh, like, on the video, putting, like, a tag over here for me and a tag over here for you. So that's a new project. Adding it to the video? For sure, Z's. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to do that. Step two, determine your target market. This is where you answer the philosophical questions. Who are your customers? Why do they buy from you? What is the problem that you're solving in the market? And what are the common interests that your customers would like to have? Where are they hanging out? Where are these people chilling? <coughs> what do these people consume that are similar to what you could... Even if they're something that they're consuming that's not similar to what you're consuming, you could... It reminds me of something really, really crazy. It's similar, but not. Um, someone was searching for the iPhone 6S on Google. And when they searched iPhone success, the first AdWords ad that popped up was, um, it said, this is awkward. I think you were searching for a Samsung S6. It was a Samsung ad for the S6, which they target people who are searching for the oh, wow. iPhone. It was perfect. It was that's like smart. probably the best marketing I've ever seen. But they were targeting people who were looking for the success. Like, oh, that's awkward. I think you were actually looking for this. And I made a bubble. That's really weird. The isn't bubble, that, the isn't bubble that, part was weird. But isn't that crazy? How amazing that's, is that? That's basically thinking out of the box marketing. What if I can just pick that but apart? But they know where people are hanging out, right. so they went to it. So if I can just pick that apart, so that people can understand that, it's it's no it's, I mean it's no question that Apple basically runs the market when it comes to phones. It's questionable, at this point. Actually, well, I mean I'm saying it's a very competitive market, but but. Apple knows their customers and they have repeat customers on a regular basis. Yeah. And everyone else is basically competing with Apple's tech. So what Samsung did, if I understood it correctly, what Samsung did is that they said, "Okay, everyone who's searching for the 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 iPhone, we're going to come up with a we're going to come up with an SEO tactic of sorts where they can It's where, an AdWords, it's a PPC tactic. Right. When they when they when they they paid for that. Of course. Yeah. When they search iPhone 6 or someone's searching for an iPhone 6, they're like, oh, pop whoops, up. did you mean this product instead? So that people are like, oh, maybe I did. Right. They use that keyword to target an ad. I would love to see, honestly, I would love to see the metrics and analytics on that just to see how much it's <laughs> You'll never get it. Of course not. <laughs> but basically, the point is that you're saying is, where's your target market? What are they looking for? Where are they hanging out? Do you you want to get the people from iPhone to go to Samsung. So you're going to target those keywords for example, or um, let's go into Facebook ads for a second. Um, 
You want to sell, give, throw out a random product? Uh, a beanie baby. Beanie babies. So you're going to search for pages that talk about beanie babies or something similar. Or forums or something. On Facebook. And you're going to see if those are interests on Facebook ads. We should really be doing, we're probably going to end up doing a whole podcast about Facebook ads. Hell yeah, um, we are. Oh, but you're gonna you're gonna look you're gonna target people that are interested in that kind of like when you want to target motivational uh, when you want to push a motivational type of video out to people so who are you gonna target you target Grant Cardone you're gonna narrow that down to Gary Vee narrow that down to someone else and so that target people who follow these people like you don't target people just by saying general motivation mm-hmm. you target people by what are they actually interested in and then target them that way I hear that. So instead of, so kind of like what Samsung done, let's go back to Samsung. They targeted people that are interested in iPhone. They didn't target people that are interested in smartphones. They were specific to say, we want to sell people that are interested in iPhones. We want them to buy Samsung. And that's what they did. Hells yeah. That's it's a very, very specific way of targeting people. But that's, that's the... That's a simple breakdown of what it means to know where your people are hanging out. What are they looking for? Right. How are they thinking? What is your market thinking about right now? Yeah, exactly. Also, for those who are who are thinking that a lot of what we're saying seems kind of repetitive from the last few episodes, the point is that we're giving you an idea of what to think about. We're simplifying how you're supposed to be thinking about this. And when it comes to marketing, this is the think outside of the box situation. Also, I don't think this is actually repetitive. We're going really deep into what it means to advertise and market your product. No, of course we are. But I'm saying, like, when, <clears> I, when <throat> I go through this, I understand that it's it's similar to market research, product yeah. development, all that stuff. The truth of the matter is that once you understand the basic algorithm of what of these of these five steps as far yeah. as building a business is. It's the same thing, it's just tackled in a different direction. Like, would you put a uh, um, a Jerusalem Hub print ad in a Cosmopolitan? Um, Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Would magazine. you put? Yeah. Would you put a Jerusalem Hub ad in there? I mean, I don't see why not, but I guess your the answer you're looking for is no. Probably, uh, probably not. Or would you put? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would disagree because everyone has an idea. Everyone has something they want to do. And it's if, true, if but they, the people that access to someone who can help them. But with the that, people that read that magazine are generally don't care about ideas. They just want something to enjoy. do it for them. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. Go. Either way, moving on to step three. Step either three, or either. Analyze either way, whatever. Okay, doesn't matter. <laughs> analyze competitors. This is that step three. The sad reality is, is that virtually every business has competition. Instead of stressing out about it, it's time to figure out how to differentiate yourself from your competition. So what does that mean? What makes your product different? What makes you the hero and your competitors the villains? Or the incompetence? Whatever, the villains. Think about Mac versus PC, right? The commercials are always like, oh, but an app Mac can do this, PC can do that, right? One thing that I've known, I mean, I'm not an Apple user because I'm just not. Like, I would be if I had the computer, I just don't. But, like, from what I hear from other people is that people always say Mac doesn't get viruses. Windows, PC. I've never gotten a virus yeah. on my so, Mac. So, 
just so you understand the idea behind that. You need to understand your competitors, understand your enemy. I think um, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. It's the same concept in a way. But also when we were in Muckle and Lev, all the guys there hated on Mac because it's not open enough, you can't do all the stuff that I want to do on it. Well, I can't that's because code. they're engineers, and engineers are more customizable. They like Yeah, but I've also seen programmers stuff. that are using Mac, too. So really, these are like... Oh, no, peers. because obviously what Mac has done, they've not only catered to the entire market, but now they're like, okay, now we have everybody. Now let's get the engineers. Let's get the people who really like to work on computers. And yeah. I'm sure they're coming up with ways to cater to everyone else, and people are gradually switching to their to their platform. But the truth of the matter is, is that... What's interesting is that I developed both for um, iOS, which is Apple um, iPhone, and also for Android on my Mac. I made both apps on a Mac. Can you can you program for for iOS on a, on a PC? Maybe. I think so. I don't think why, I don't see why you can't. If you could get Xcode for PC or Really, any type of object-oriented development you could do. I think you can. I actually have... I don't know. Okay, well... I don't know the answer to that. Google it. Yeah. I put you on the spot. You have to do it now. Okay, he's putting me on the spot. Anyhow, while he's doing that, just to, just to summarize, analyze competitors means you need to understand who's in your market and who's competing with you, and you need to figure out a way... You need to figure out a niche that makes you better than them so you can get their customers. That's it. Did you find out? I think you can. Yeah, there's all these how-tos. I don't how see why you can't. Like, it doesn't make sense that you couldn't. Yeah. Because PCs, you can you can modify PCs. And I'm sure you can put something in there that can allow you to program I think you need, a, you need to do a parallel machine for it to work. Right. Meaning on Windows, you can open up a Mac thing. I remember when we were in Mokal and others, this guy's like, Yay, I finally put Mac on my PC. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> but just to give you an, an example on competitor-wise, just like a very abstract example, if anyone watches, I, I referenced this like a while back, but if anyone watches the show uh, Silicon Valley, in the first ep- first like couple of seasons, they're building this company, which is a compression mm-hmm. company, and they finally get their product out there, and they get all these what downloads. Kind of a compression company where they compress files. Oh, interesting. Right. So they finally get their, their product out there, but the only people they got feedback from were engineers, and engineers understand things on an engineerial basis. And That was a made-up word, but I love it. A very made-up <laughs> word. Of course it was. The point is, is, that, is that they didn't realize that they had to find a way to make it user-friendly. And they ended up tanking completely Mm -hmm. because no one knew how to use it. The first thing, like the first actual company that comes to mind for me personally is AWS. AWS is cool. Like Amazon Web Servers, Amazon now does this thing where you can run your website through their servers. AWS is great. It's it's a, you you just pay them and they do everything for you. But it's a huge pain in the ass. It took me forever to learn how to just latch a website onto it. They have all these weird complicated words, all these weird complicated pictures that don't mean jack, jack shit to me. Mm-hmm. They don't make sense to me. There's no easy ones like step one, two, three. I had to do, I had to Google, I had to go on YouTube, I had to find the right YouTube video that was giving me the right advice. And you probably had to call them up to say like, oh, I'm having an yeah, issue. Yeah, so many like chats with them and talking to their technical support. I didn't like, how do I connect how my DNS to your thing? Yeah, and like, and they didn't. They don't know how to make it user friendly. And although I, I'm pretty yeah. sure they, they get a lot of business out of AWS because Amazon is a huge company and they cater to a lot of people. 
as far as user experiences and going and catering to the average person who's not that tech savvy, it's really freaking hard to use. And if I had a choice, I wouldn't mm-hmm. use it just because of it's how much annoying. of a pain in the ass You're using it, it for building websites? Building like websites, putting WordPress onto it. To servers, yeah. yeah. And it's really not that difficult. Once you finally get it, it's yeah, not it's, that difficult. It's not hard, but it's like annoying. But I can guarantee you, it's spent, I spent about 15 hours just trying to figure out how to attach a website to the server. Yeah, Which there was one, really one time I had to transfer someone's website. They had a WordPress website. I had to remove it from my server and put it onto a different server because I was transferring them out. And that was annoying. Yeah. So that's that's the point. The that point is, is that you, you, you need to study up your competitors, understand what they do right and what they do wrong, and figure out how you can A, do what they do right better, and B, do what they do wrong and turn it into a positive for you. Mm-hmm. Step four, set goals. The cool thing about setting goals is that you unconsciously position yourself to do this, to complete goals and set goals as you're going through the development already. So it's not a, it's not a huge deal, but you need to keep in mind that you have to keep a positive mindset, keep moving forward towards the future and keep adapting because yeah. you, if you keep adapting to the market and you keep coming up with the next big plan for the next big product, you're, you're, the whole object is to take over your competitors and then take over the market. And that's something that I see that, like I said this before, Facebook has over most of their competitors, is that they're always on top of what's going on. In the world. They're always adapting. And they're always, always adapting. Changing. Like, oh, this is changing in the marketplace, so we're going to change also to fit it. They, and then people yeah. get annoyed about the updates for like a day. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Facebook, actually, like, I remember when they were doing a lot of updates, like, years ago, and people were always complaining about this update and that update. Now I think they're having updates weekly, and I haven't heard anybody complain about their updates in a long time. Except recently, my Facebook Messenger has been crashing. They do very subtle updates, like, they'll change the font of it so that it's easier to read and it's easier for the eyes, which is just, like, seems very stupid and very faint, but it's just, like... It makes people want to access their app or their site a lot more because it's easier on the eyes. Actually, a new um, update that I just saw on Facebook um, groups is that if you connect your group to a page, you now have the option of of writing, commenting, and posting messages on the group as your page or as your personal account. Right. That's something new that I just saw today. Interesting. It's really cool, right? Yeah. Super cool. Meaning on our Jerusalem Hub um, Facebook page and group which you should join please um, mastermind group we can now write a post as Jerusalem Hub on our Jerusalem Hub pay, um, group or I could post it as myself which is cool yeah it's very cool but there's do- they're doing these small little updates every- weekly tiny Instead little of, tweaks I think what they're the mistake that they were pissing people off before is that they were doing maybe uh, a huge update every few months like throwing everything out but now they're like let's do it in increments yeah, I mean, it's also cool because like very smart. It's interesting. I can I can segue into a little story I had this week with my brother. I went to go get my bike fixed, right? And they they, they told me, okay, you want to tune up, you want to fix everything, fixed price two hundred and eighty shekel. And my brother's like, why would you do that? Just tell them what's wrong with it and this, that, and the other, and mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, let me let me ask you something. I can tell them what's wrong with it. They'll fix it. It'll be cheaper, right? Yeah. But here's the problem. If 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 the play, if the bike is not a hundred percent optimized and working, then while one thing is fixed, something else is gonna break and this yeah. and this. So I was like, you know, screw it. Pay the fixed price, get the whole thing fixed. For the so whole package. F- get the whole package fixed, so everything's the, the the gears are oiled, everything's ready to go. Next time I use the bike, it's like using a brand new bike. 
It's like, it's the, the concept is that you're constantly adapting and understanding. Yeah, you could maybe save money, but down the road, you're going to be spending a lot more money on just maintaining yeah. a bike that cost you, what, 100 bucks? Yeah. That, that's what happens with me um, with cars also. When you go to a mechanic and you say, oh, just, just uh, fix up the car, this little specific thing, instead of doing uh, a full um, all-around tune-up on the car. Which is like it needs its yearly inspection. It, it needs uh, work on it. So they just do an all-around thing. Yes. They fix everything up, and you have it for a good you have, few and years, and you're good longer. to go. And then one day you'll make more money, and you'll buy a better car or a better bike or whatever yeah. it is. And then you're, that's it. Done. Or deal. just get one of those really massive grinders and just ride your car into it and jump out in the last second and watch the thing go. Yeah. Okay. You could do that too. That's fun. Okie dokie. Um. <laughs> Step step five, outline your strategies. Now that you have goals that you've made towards your marketing plan, it's time to implement those goals. The best way to implement those goals is by making little mini goals. The beauty about little mini goals, I think way back when we did an episode about productivity and we were talking about how increment little successes along the way micro towards successes. your big success. Right, micro success, perfect. So that's the same concept. You, you, your goal is to take over the market as far as the marketing value, as far as the most customers and the most units sold or whatever it is. Start with tiny little goals. Tackle things one at a time. Take your team or if it's just you, just you. Spend your time wisely and reach mini goals on a regular basis in order to yeah. set where your standards are. Conquering mini tasks. Correct. Okay. Step, step, six six. Is, step six is an important one for a number of reasons. One being the fact that that it allows you to kind of slow down and take more simpler steps towards your marketing goals and allows you to understand how to best utilize the tools that are accessed to you. So step six is set a budget. The reason why setting a budget is important is because obviously when you have a budget, there are certain marketing tools that you won't have access to because they're just they're too costly and your capital can't cover it, which allows you to be more resourceful in the sense that you could use what's free and what costs a little less and utilize it to its full capacity. Because if you're utilizing it to its full capacity, mm -hmm. you then it's then going. It will eventually pay off to the point that you can start spending money on other things. And the truth of the matter is that if you learn how to do the free tier stuff or the or the lower budget stuff, could be you don't even need the bigger stuff. You know what I mean? And to the point where once your once your company grows much greater and you're able to afford the bigger stuff, you say, hey, listen. We never tapped into the bigger parts of these marketing thing, and we've only been doing this, and it's been getting us great sales, but now we have the money to, we have a lot of money to push into that. Let's do that. Keep, it's the same thing as keeping your goals small. Keep your budget tight. There's a lot of free tier ways of, of marketing your business and getting your, your name out yeah. there, and it takes a lot of elbow grease, and sometimes it takes a little more work than most, but it's really effective, and if you learn how to do that, then you can save yourself a lot of money and maybe put that money to more towards product development or what or anything else like towards R and D, whatever, what have you. Right. Setting a budget is a huge step. And I've, I've worked with, um, I've done marketing campaigns where I've burned through seventeen hundred dollars a day for about thirty days. I think that I had like a fifty thousand dollar marketing budget. Most people that I know don't have that type of budget in hand, but um, the truth is, is that nowadays. Even if you have a little bit of budget, let's say let's say you have a hundred bucks, that you could spend that for good marketing on really cheap CPM. CPM is cost per mil, which is how many views per 
per thousand people, how many people actually saw the post. And you could be paying almost nothing for that. Um, so just doing the research and knowing where to spend the money um, it's very important. Is really important. Knowing and where to spend it, the money in general is important. It's it's important to do the research, and we're probably going to uh, be doing an episode just on all the places, and it's going to end up being that I'm going to have to do the, lead that one whenever we get to that. Which one? The um, budget, market budget, and oh, CPM. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the point is, the less you spend. Like or the more you spend. Now there's people that are spending. Um, there's sometimes people who's spending get too like too ahead of. Greg Cardone is spending a million dollars a month on marketing. Okay, he can afford it though. He can. He's spending twelve million dollars a year. I mean, if you've read any of his books, he can afford it now. If you've read any of his books, yeah. his marketing was being the guy who will annoy the hell out of you until you yeah. give him his, your business. They said that they do it so much that they've had their Facebook account. Um, blocked and banned multiple times a year because they're so aggressive best way to go and when they get on there they're like okay we're banned on facebook let's make fun of them on google and then on youtube and then they'll get their account back mm-hmm. and that's what they do yeah um they're highly aggressive um i think we're teetering on the aggressive part because we're probably running i don't know how many accounts at once um but aggressive uh- Aggressive, just like anything in this journey, it takes it takes time to growth to grow. It's it's a very yeah. slow and steady growth, and eventually you start realizing that what was a big deal for you a month ago is yeah. BS now. It's like yeah, I'll do it, no problem, done. Like I'll give you an example. We had a meeting. We sat down with a lawyer. Yeah, I had to send them an email, and it was beyond scary because it was a way that we can access more clients. And right. And I was just like, I will send them the email when I'm done with work. I went and I was like, and and I can guarantee you a month ago, two months ago, I would have been like, oh, I don't know what it says. I don't know this. I don't know that. Or that. I was just send the email. Boom. Typed it out. Done. Finished. Email yeah. sent. Like it, things just. It was a good email too. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> you like that graphic? Yeah, it was great. It was great. We're not going into detail. Yeah. No trade secrets here. No trade secrets. But, but um, I'll just say this now. Um, just a word of advice the more aggressive you are nowadays not enough people are aggressive so if you're really really highly aggressive with your marketing strategy then you're gonna be on top but I will say in a and I know that this isn't super applicable but it's applicable to life <laughs> being aggressive is good but being too aggressive is, is better is not it's well it depends on what you're doing business wise and you're trying to get in touch with someone that you want their business so badly that's one thing, but but there's an aspect like for example, when you go to business conferences and stuff like that, and you're too aggressive, people are just gonna run away from you. I mean, aggressive in your marketing strategy. Well, no, of course. I'm just saying, as far as people can understand, everything, every attribute needs to be balanced. Yeah. Everything needs to be you, done. I mean, you don't doses. go up to people and start humping them for their money. That's that's oh, too aggressive. We've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Step seven, the final step of starting a marketing plan. Uh, that was really fun. <laughs> step seven, get to work. What that means is, is marketing is not fun, okay? It's more of a grind than it is a party. It's a huge pain in the ass. 
until you see it working. Right, one hundred percent. Once you see it happening in fruition, it, it's it's great. It's just such a drive. But it's it's a grind. It's getting into the grind. Yeah. It's just sitting down and just putting the work in. And if you do that, it will pay off. There is no way it will not pay off unless your product completely sucks. But if you followed our step process. Or your process, content sucks. Or your content sucks. But if you follow our step process and you developed a good product and you put put it through all of the, the, the grueling like little steps that you're supposed to do and you have your finalized product and you put it out there on the market and even if your content sucks now, it'll get better as you go. The truth, the, the real is, the reality of it is, is that you got to grind, grind, grind. Like legit. Yeah. Legit. Chuck, Shalom, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Next. Okay. Now we have five uh, benefits why social media marketing, work. like five benefits of social media marketing. So that was seven steps to to marketing, to making a marketing plan. Now we're just gonna give you five benefits of social media marketing. Content is fire. Social media is the gasoline. It's another quote I put Content is king. Where'd you get these quotes from? I just looked them up and I was like, okay, I like that one, that one, and that one. So yeah. You have anyone to quote on that quote? Yeah, but I didn't know who they were, so I didn't put their name by it. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Um, but it was someone apparently uh, special. Um, okay. So <laughs> I should have looked up who they were probably. Yeah. But, uh, um, okay. Maybe. Number one, increased brand recognition and decreased marketing costs. Here's the thing about content you share on social media. It's free. Free. It costs nothing. Until you hire someone to do it for you. That's different, but it costs Absolutely nothing. You Get, start an account for nothing. You post something for nothing. You share it across that area. It's nothing. Gary Vaynerchuk says, the gateway drug to whatever bu business you're in is content creation. You understand? Exactly. And do you know how many times I've told people to go on Instagram? They say, no, I don't, I don't understand why I should. Like, I don't, my, my stuff is image based. The, that's the first step I tell people. Instagram. Go on Instagram. If you could figure out how to put your brand and business on Instagram, you win. Most times it's easy. Like if you're doing cosmetics, art, paint, um, fashion, um, food. Um, it, the list goes on, but when you start talking about like, oh, I do, um, um, if you could figure out how to Instagram images for your um, software product or an app, well, it depends what the app is about, um, or something esoteric like um, your investment company, how will you Instagram that? Yeah. How will you make a Pinterest account for your investment company? Yeah, we're actually gonna do an episode on that on Pinterest. Yeah, um, we have a Pinterest account. Um, it's the SEO secret that most people don't tap into enough. I'm j I'm just saying that. So if you could figure out how to put your brand on Pinterest, then that's like the ultimate question. How good are you at putting your brand on every single medium that's out there? Now, just so you know. That's how no well you know your story, as, though. As much as this seems like a pain in the butt, like it's a pain in the butt to do Instagram stories, pain in the butt to do Facebook stories, pain in the butt to create content and then post the content and then share the content. It's free to post this stuff. If you're really into this and you're into the grind and you want to build your business, it's free. 
Posting on social media literally takes about six hours a week, minimum, right? And pay-per-click ads on social media are super cheap. Like this is a, it's nonsense if you don't do this. Think about how many times you check your Facebook on a daily basis when you're taking a crap. You know what I'm saying? Like on, um, for example, like if you're if you're going that route of using Instagram Story ads, for example, you could reach a thousand people for three dollars or less. That's freaking awesome. A thousand <laughs> people are seeing you for three bucks. But think about how much happier yeah. you would be if you didn't spend the, that three the three dollars and you reached a thousand people just organically right. by doing the work yourself. You can. You can totally do it. You could reach a totally different market with PPC also. Like, there's advantages to both, and neither should be thrown out. But they both take a different type of research and work to get done. Right. It could be you'll spend a lot more time putting together a PPC campaign than a social media campaign. Right. Okay, the second, the second, uh, um, what's it called? The second benefit towards using social media as a market. Well, I just whistled when I talked. Using social media as a as a marketing tool is improved brand loyalty. Social media isn't a place where people go to conduct business. It's a place where people go and have fun. When a business yeah. is active in so, on social media, it humanizes them. It legitifies. Legi- oh, <laughs> that's not a word either. Legitimizes them. It, it makes you look legit. Yeah, it makes, and you look, makes you look legit. Not only that, there's a whole other aspect to it. There's your SEO aspect to it. When when Google sees that you're on. Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on um, Pinterest. You're when they see that you're all over these places, you're just not a website. Then your SEO will will skyrocket because of the fact that they see that you're somewhere else, and people will see that oh, you're personable, you're a real person, not just right. some random thing out there. Being on social media so gives important. your company a personality. If the customers feel like your company has a personality, it makes your product more viable. Right? Makes sense. Yep. According according to a Texas Tech University study, brands which frequently engage on social media increase positive feelings towards their business. Positivity is good. Embracing positivity, giving off the aura or whatever, like it's it's it allows people to be more interested in your product because people draw towards positivity. If you if your brand has a personality, it's all on social media. And if it has yep. personality and a good personality and you connect with a niche of people, you're solid. And remember, what I mentioned in the last step, it takes at least six hours a week to do social media. So there's no yeah. way, there's no excuse why you shouldn't do it. Next, the next benefit of social media, third benefit, higher brand authority. Customer interaction leads to trust, and trust goes a long way, right? <clears throat> Towards making you an authority in your uh, market. Being, yeah. being the expert is very important to your brand. That's it's really. I mean, I can't really elaborate on that. It yeah, when people see that you're the authority, that you're pushing out content that shows that you are the expert in this area, then they're when they think about that product or that need that they have, they're going to think about, oh, who does who does social media marketing the best? Jerusalem does social mar- media media marketing the best. Let me reach out to them because they're doing really crazy. Yeah, you have stuff. no idea. I spend I spend like five to ten minutes a day. If I want, I could spend more, but I spend five, 10 minutes a day blasting our content out and people stop me on the street and they're like, yo, you guys are getting everywhere. How are you doing that? Can you help me out with that? I'm just like, we're freaking awesome. I'm just like, you know, it's, it's, I'm giving you the secrets right now. It's, it just takes like, it doesn't even take elbow grease. Yeah. You just, 
It's consistent persistence. That's yeah. what it is. That's a perfect way of putting it. The next benefit of social media for marketing is increased inbound traffic, right? Social media allows the friends of your brands to reach their friends and their friends and their friends and their friends. The more you put Word out of there, mouth. the more of a following that you have, the more you're going to reach and the more customers that you will have. And this is free, remember that. Also, if they like your content and they are compelled enough to to spread the love, they're gonna share your content too, and that's only better for you. Right. There's also, also there's search engine rankings. Where is your content going? How many sites do you, how many sites do you influence with your content? What, what is, what is, oh my God. Wait, this is all SEO right now. Yeah, what is posting on social media was calculated in SEO ranking? What, it, your brand signal is, is a huge part of your SEO. SEO is uh, search, yeah. search engine optimization. Um, Which, where are we right now? I don't know. Like traffic and increased traffic, posting on social media, just, it's, 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 it's a huge way to connect with people and it's, it's cost effective. Like it costs nothing. And if you want to pay. We have the top four, we have not the top spot where we're two, three, four, five. Well, it also takes time to build. There's that, there's still Jerusalem hub dot. Org.il is still on top. They have that, time over us. That doesn't even exist anymore, though. No, they do. Oh, well, they do exist? JerusalemHub.org. They're Temac. They're that woman's uh, Oh, that's thing. true. But we have our... We're for, we're, um, there's our website. There's our Facebook, Twitter, and then our Crunchbase account. For those that don't know what search engine... Did you engine know we had a Crunchbase account? No. <laughs> for those that don't know what search engine optimization is, search engine optimization is basically... I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like, but for those who like really don't know what it is... When you search a keyword or anything like that, it's gonna on Google whatever is whatever is shown you you see first whatever the first result is yeah that is search engine optimization. It's basically optimizing your search engine per abilities. keyword. You're trying to get to the top. You're right. trying to get to the front page because you could bury a dead person in the second page. Oh, if I you if I you if kind of a morbid approach, I was like, "What the hell?" If you, you could, <laughs> if you if you um, if you're watching this and you actually click to the second page when you do a search on Google or Bing or wherever you're searching, um, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> One that can heal another. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> the fifth reason why social media marketing is important is richer customer experience being exposed to your customers gives you valuable feedback that you can then use to improve your product and marketing so this actually does the work for you it helps you with product development it helps you with with having a better marketing plan for the next stages of your product yeah it helps you with business development your it helps you with everything and that it's why there should be no reason. Like I ask people, when people tell me, "I want to have a website, I want to do this," I always tell them first things first. Make a Facebook page, make a Facebook group, make an Instagram account, do stories, posts like at least twice a week. Yeah. Start getting the content out there. They're just like, "What the? Why? It's such a pain in the butt." Again, I'm going to go back to the main point. It takes the minimum, the minimum effort of six hours a week. To do that, what's six hours a week? Like, there's seven days in a week, right? So, you spend less than an hour every day on social media, and you don't even spend an hour yeah. on social media a day. 
You can sometimes spend stuff ten could, minutes on it. Yeah, ten seconds sometimes. Producing the content is a different story, but yeah, but that's which, the work. Yeah, but the, yeah, so that I guess that's where it all adds up, kind of. You produce the content and you 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 share it and post it. It takes about six hours a week. I would even think it takes less than that. To be yeah, honest, yeah, it probably with you. does. So this is totally worth doing. Okay, so that's that. Social media marketing. What is social media marketing? Social media marketing, social media itself is a catch-all term for sites that may provide radically different social actions. For for instance, Twitter. Twitter is a social site design. <laughs> Twitter is a social site designed to let people share short messages or updates with others. Remember when I showed you Twitter? How many years ago was that? Uh, it was like three years. Three three years ago. Yeah, like when you just moved in. Oh look, he's. It's not in the frame. Oh, okay. No, you're not in the frame. Facebook, in contrast, is a full-blown social networking site that allows allows for sharing updates, photos, joining events, and a variety of other activities. The social media marketing land consists of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube. We've mentioned all of those in this episode, and I believe. Just for mentioning sake, we are on. Where can you find Jerusalem Pub online? We have our website. We have a Facebook page and group. We're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn business page. We have a Google Plus. We have a YouTube. We're on Reddit. You didn't mention Reddit. Reddit is huge. Um, we have a Tumblr account. We have a Pinterest account. And we're on 50 plus business and startup listing sites. Besides for that, our podcasts were on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Alexa Skill, Anchor, Stitcher, and a few random others that have just popped up out of nowhere. And although it sounds overwhelming, however however overwhelming it may sound, it pays off in the end. Something we'll talk about is automation, which saves a lot of time. True, true. We can do an episode on that. On automation? Maybe. In any sense, you can utilize all these tools to your advantage. Just be resourceful and take the time to learn how to best utilize them for your business. And they're free, so I definitely encourage you to be resourceful about this. They're free, so why wouldn't you do it? It's all there for your for you to use, and it's free. It just takes grinding and facing your fears, and you'll make it happen. Amen, get louder, sister. Get loud, get proud. This is what's going to get your name out there. Oh, that, these are our tips? I mean, I just put it there as our tips. Do you have any tips? Butching tips. Just do it. Yeah, pretty much. If you've been following us until now, our out of our get out of your comfort zone challenge is you've been following the tips from the idea to the marketing. You have all the tools now. If you've been taking notes or watching our videos over and over again, you know what you have to do now. Our get out of your comfort zone challenge is start sharing stuff. Make Start your business and do Start everything that we said. Get it done and give us feedback. And if you need help, let us know. If you have any questions, let us know. We will address them on this podcast. We will shout you out. We will give your. We will actually give your brand or your products recognition if you get back to us. Yep. Right. That's that's also free. <clears throat> Good content is about storytelling. It's about telling a true story well. Yeah. Shout and, out. and knowing, wait, knowing how to tell a good story is knowing so deep into your product that you're trying to sell that you can actually create a story around it and fit it into every single medium possible. Meaning you know how to fit it into a Facebook page. You know how to f- 
write it up for an Instagram post. You know how to show it up in Twitter. You know how to show it in YouTube. Like all these different places have different ways of marketing yourself. Like LinkedIn, you're not gonna share. Um, you're not gonna share the same post on on Instagram that you'll show on LinkedIn. Right. So knowing your story, knowing your product, is about knowing how to mangle it around all these different places so you could target different people. And you know what I'll tell you actually, just just since we're going on that, these are everything that we've taught you from the first episode, the idea till now, marketing. They're all marketable skills so yeah. if not that i'm saying this would happen but let's say your business doesn't work out you'll gain serious experience and you can put that on your resume say i know how to use social media i know how to do product development i know how to do market uh, market research i know how to do all these things because the time and effort that you put into learning these skills and being resourceful about these skills yeah. is going to help you in the long run and it can get you a great job that you thought you would never have and if it doesn't get you a great job and you're starting your business and you're using all of these these tips that we've given you to develop your business, then you're going you're going to be happy about it in the long run. You're gonna be happy that you grinded away early in life so you could be sitting on that yacht, you know. It's all an the, opportunity opener. Side. All this free um, content that we're giving away is all for your opportunity. It's stuff that we went through and stuff that we're gaining from daily. Yep. And with so I would like to give a huge shout out to our editor-in-chief, Yehuda. Chef Yehuda. They were oh. chief, dude. Oh, come on. Same thing. Who, He's cooking. Who right? helped produce this podcast. The podcast has been getting exponentially better. Yeah. And he is a big part of that, so I'd like to thank him for that. Um, it, I would love it for you, for everyone out there to please like, share, and subscribe, comment, yeah. get in touch with us. I've already told you dozens of times in this podcast to get in touch with us. Download and rate our you. podcast, too. Yeah, please. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your feedback because it helps us do what we do better. If you got a business, you need help. Mm -hmm. You need help developing your business. You need some guidance. Get in touch with us. What have you. You know people who are interested in this kind of field, get in touch with us. We have a Facebook group, Jerusalem Hub. We're trying to build a mastermind group. So please join that group We and ask us questions. We're going to start a whole forum of questions on that. And with that being said, this concludes episode 24 of the Jerusalem Hub Audio so Experience. 24. We will see you next week. Have a great rest of the week. We love you. And rock on.